Welcome to the Fifth Estate. They bring you the story. We bring you the truth. The Fifth Estate is the news behind the headlines, holding those in power in check. And now, with the real story, here's Cameron Blewett. Hello, Victoria. Thank you for joining me here on this bit of a a late, solemn episode of the Fifth Estate podcast. Uh, so this episode, I don't know what I'm going to be talking about. Um, it feels like uh, living in some sort of clown world where nothing makes sense anymore. Uh, so I think, yeah, okay, let's let's begin there. I mean, let's have a look at the election result. Um, I, it baffles me. Uh, I understand why the Liberal Party was not successful and uh, my, you know, that was fully expected. As I've said before, they're not showing themselves to be any different to uh, the ruling Labor Party. So why would anyone vote for a party that they don't know what they stand for? And, you know, that is what has happened uh, with the, the Liberal Party, the, the bit that really does get me is that uh, the Andrews regime uh, reinforced their position in Victoria and they were able to get in with a, a definite majority uh, in the upper house. Now, the ABC at the taping of a recording of this on Friday, 2nd of December, uh, is saying that the uh, ALP got 52 seats in the upper house, uh, LNP got 26, Greens got four. So, holy smoke. Hmm. Um, that's baffling. Um, so the 74% of the votes counted. Uh, upper house uh, legislative council is looking like uh, 15... Uh, ALP, 15 Libs, three Greens, three Legalised Cannabis, sadly one AJP, uh, one Shooters Fishers, one Labor DLP and one for One Nation. Um, now that, yeah, I, I, I really thought that there'd be a bit of a different result. Uh, so that goes down to one of two things, that the exit polls were... Um, a load of shit that uh, when they're asked about how they voted and their voting intentions and everything like that, people just answered the way that they wanted the uh, person who was doing the poll. They gave them the answer that they wanted to hear rather than uh, how they did. Or the other thing is that um, Victoria really does love a Dan Andrews. Now I'm inclined to think it's a bit of a combination of both. Uh, so, yeah, I think that we're going to be in for a hell of a next four years. Uh, so, yeah. Now, one thing I do want to talk about, uh, look, having a look at the results in Mulgrave. Now, this is directly off the VEC website. Now, they've said they've counted 71%, uh, just over 71% of the vote, uh, and at that, uh, Dan Andrews has got 51.33%. So that means, obviously, he's in the majority there, so there's no need for preferences or anything like that. What makes this interesting is that he's number one on a 14-person ticket. Now, 
for those who follow politics and understand politics, the, the donkey vote, which is where people vote one, two, three, four in, in succession, normally is probably about 2% of the vote uh, for that one. And obviously the bigger the ballot, that the uh, the donkey vote increases. So uh, for a 14 member uh, for a 14 candidate ballot, it could be as high as four percent. Now let's okay, let's for argument's sake, let's take that four percent. So if Andrews hadn't have uh, had his way with the VEC, now I don't give a shit whether you say it's conspiracy theory or not. Until the VEC releases the code that they used, which obviously after the fact it's too late. Uh, there's no open source code with how they use their um, machines and all that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm going to blatantly say that Andrews controlled the VEC because he knew there were going to be so many people, so he got top of the um, top of the ticket. As I said, I really don't give a shit if you say I'm a conspiracy theorist or not until the VEC rigidly releases the code and it's an open source uh, open source code, then we have to believe that uh, it was uh, controlled in some sort of way. Um, with everything that we've seen in the last couple of years in Victoria, you'd have to be absolutely freaking bonkers to say that, no, 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 it didn't happen, the VEC is independent. Now, going along from that, let's say, for argument's sake, um, the the donkey vote for a fourteen ballot ticket is okay. Let's say three percent. Okay, then that means that forty eight percent of the people would have voted for Andrews. So fifty two percent voted against him. Now, obviously, with the flow on from preferences and all that sort of stuff, he would have got across the line because there's enough um, left leaning uh, parties there that would have pushed him line. For example, the Animal Justice Party, the Watermelons. Um, and potentially a couple of the, the independents who could have been fake independents. Uh, but, you know, that, that just goes to show that, you know, he's not as popular in Mulgrave as he likes to think that he is. Uh, so remember, you know, 48 point, what's that, 48.67% voted against him. Uh, not enough to make a majority, uh, though it is, I think it's potentially enough to uh, make that a bit of a marginal seat uh, for, for the next election. Now, I have a feeling that he'll stand down before the next election or he won't contest the next one because he'll get his little statue and, and that'll be it. So he can go out on a high rather than uh, get rubbed out in a resounding uh, loss. Uh, what else was interesting? Now, my seat where I'm in, Mill Park, uh, Lydia Ambrosi got 49.9%. Now, 64% of the vote has been counted. Uh, then that may increase. Uh, what is interesting about that one is there is what one, two, three, four, five, six. They all got over 4%. Um, Animal Justice Party, who was top of the ticket, got 4.2%. Now, I think other seats. They're usually probably about 2% uh, for their vote. Um, yeah, okay, so here we are. Just picked a random one, Benam- Benambra. Um, Animal Justice Party was 2.8%. So their Animal Justice Party would get about 2% of the vote there. She's got 43 So that's, you know, let's say a bit under 2% because she's top of the ticket on a donkey vote. So it's then, you know, 
going back with what I said before, donkey votes about 2% uh, for that one. Let me just move my chair a little bit. Oh, golly. Uh, so, yeah, you know, as I said, watermelon, um, Animal Justice Party got 4.3, Liberal Party got 26.96, Family First got 4.58, uh, Andrew Philopoulos uh, got 7.19, Lily D'Ambrosio uh, 49.99, and then the Watermelon's got 6.95. Uh, obviously, this region of Victoria is a very left-leaning one. Uh, hopefully that'll change. We can work on that and change that over the next four years uh, for that. But, yeah, it, it's interesting now. Upper House, I think I'm just going to wait because uh, ABC predictions keep flowing, going up and down depending on um, how the count goes. But northeast, where I am, is not looking good. Uh, Labor Party, Liberal, Labor Party, Liberal, the watermelons. Um, so that's a bit disappointing there. Uh, though, you know, on on the, the positive side of things that um, Rod Barton's lost his seat and um, – oh, no, they're still in. Uh, so, yeah, Rod Barton's lost his seat, so, you know, there's a bit of a bugger there, um, but not that – you know, it's it's going to be doing anything because he's got such a decent majority that, uh, you know, he can do what he wants. So where to from here? Uh, my thoughts are, as I've said before, that uh, I think there should be a separation of the coalition. The National Party should um, rip up the uh, coalition agreement that they've had uh, with the Liberal Party and just turn around and say, no, nah, that's it, we're over it. Um, we'll go out on our own, which is what they should be doing because the uh, the Nationals were able to pick up a couple of seats um, when Liberals lost theirs, so that creates that bit of a, um, uh, you know, a neutral result for, uh, for, for, the, for the coalition. So, yeah, I... I National Party, I'd be looking at going it alone, move away. The, uh, the Liberal Party have shown that they don't stand for anything and it will depend on, on who they elect as a leader to. I don't think that they, whoever they elect is going to be strong enough to uh, unite the the lost cause that is the Liberal Party over the next four years to uh, shift public sentiment away from how it is uh, towards... Um, you know, towards a, a party that, that people would want to vote for. So what alternatives are there? Liberal Democrats, they will probably stay, um, even though they don't have any members in Parliament. Uh, I think they will keep going with pushing with their uh, membership. Uh, you may get a couple of hangers-on because for some reason people still think that they're a Libertarian Party um, and I'm not going to rehash over on this episode why I don't believe that they are. Um, but having said that, uh, the uh, – who is it? The president? I think it's the state president of the Liberal Democrats, Ash someone. Um, hang on, let me see. Who is it? Liberal Democrats. Um, do, 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 do our people – 
Ash Blackwell. Now, we've had a bit of a stoush on Twitter. Actually, I won't say stoush. I, I didn't realise who he was when he was commenting on his things. He's uh, having cracks and all that sort of stuff. So I put the comment out there. Hey, let's be here on the podcast and you have a discussion uh, because he says, uh, well, I'm a, a libertarian purist. Uh, for that one, no, I'm not. I'm just an anarchist. I just don't like it when people bullshit and turn around and say that they're libertarian when they're not. Uh, so he said, contact him in early January about coming on. So we'll wait and see uh, whether he does. And, you know, as I said, it's going to be a conversation. The same as I've had with all or everyone else. Uh, it'll be a conversation and let's see if we can get something out of him uh, about why people should support the party over the next four years uh, when they've they've... I will say that they failed us miserably uh, for that one. Uh, other parties, your, your minor parties will just keep going. The Animal just, Justice Party, um, with how they shafted Glenn Jury, I think that this Georgie Purcell, this will probably be the last term uh, for the Animal Justice Party. I don't think that they'll get back in again after that uh, because uh, was it Ben Schultz did the shifty on uh, with regards to a jury, agreed that they were going to vote a particular way. Everyone else has lodged their group voting tickets and he's turned around at the last minute and, you know, uh, didn't agree with the deal uh, and, and voted the way that he's wanted to vote or passed it on that way. Now, interesting enough, uh, he has put uh, Shooting Fisher's party, I think, somewhere up above bottom of the tickets. I think it was fourth last or something like that on the group tickets. Uh, which is interesting, and his reason was was that um, wasn't full of nutters and cookers or something like that. Um, as someone that's vegan, um, you know, spoken about it before, I think that that just goes to show you what the Animal Justice Party is like. Um, they're just focused on votes; they don't care. Who votes for them? They have their position. They're you know a de facto socialist party uh, for that one. So anyway, um, that's my prediction now. Uh, you know, before the next parliament's even been um, been you know started. Yeah, so I just think that um, this will probably be the last one that the animal just party is in. I can't see Georgie Purcell making that much of an impact in a uh, majority socialist upper house because uh, anything that she does say will just be sort of, um, you know, dittoed from the, you know, the Greens will push their position and she'll ditto it or the uh, legalised cannabis will put their, their position out and she'll ditto it um, and the Labor Party will put their position out and she'll ditto it. So I, I can't see anything uh, from that, that will differentiate her from that. So, you know, future elections you may get 3%, 4% of the vote. Whether that equates into a a candidate uh, after the 2026 election uh, remains to be seen, but I wouldn't be banking on it. Um, what's happening with the other parties? Don't know. Um, obviously, uh, depending on how the next federal election goes as to whether the um, UAP and One Nation and all that stay registered in Victoria. Um, so you will just have to wait and see with that one. But you know, obviously if One Nation do get there, are successful in getting their lower house can- uh, sorry, upper house candidate, then you know there is a likelihood that they will continue. That I think that they're probably going to be 
um, a, a greater force, let's say, for those, for want of a better term, on the right uh, as opposed to the other ones um, because we've seen that, that one nation tends to be the one that's making the most noise uh, federally. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, um, you know, Parliament hasn't even been recalled yet. So uh, we'll just have to wait and see how things a couple of years go. Uh, what else is there? Um, Pirate's been having his whinge about me. Put a, put a bit of a rumour out there on uh, Twitter that uh, Supreme Leader Andrews doesn't live in Mulgrave anymore, that he's actually moved out to... Where did I say? Brighton. That's it. Uh, moved out to Brighton because it's a bit more of a hoity-toity area uh, and that's where he's living. And obviously the uh, Danbots have come out and, and the uh, you know the echo chambers come out and because it's been retweeted by the pirate, come out and support saying, oh, no, you're full of it. It's not on his disclosures. Well, his disclosures only apply to him. doesn't apply to any rentals that he has, only that his interests are. And it doesn't apply to his wife's interests or his kids' interests. It only applies to the politician themselves. Now, that is obviously grounds for the, um, you know, makes it possible that members of parliament could be corrupted because there's no disclosures uh, for partners or immediate family, uh, others that would have an influence. So, for example, you know, um, his wife could be promised a, a decent gig or one of his kids could be gifted some property or gifted something or have a bit of a cushy job somewhere uh, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I, I think the, you know, in the interest of transparency that uh, the disclosures need to be expanded uh, federally, it is to the immediate family uh, for that one, but we know that that's not going to happen in the state uh, area because they want to keep things quiet and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So um, what else is there? I mean, I, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of things have happened. Uh, most of it's international. Um, don't know if I want to comment on that. Um you know, things like um, Yee appearing on Tim Pool um, and walking off. Um, had my doubts about Tim Pool. I think he's maybe controlled opposition um, just because of some of the, the view positions that he takes on things and his, uh, his desire to always be the one that's right or the smartest in the room um, for, for that. So, yeah, but would I say, it was, you know, Yee had a set up to always walk out. I don't know, man, but yeah, it, it's just some of the stuff that's on there. Um, I do regularly listen to it. It's good entertainment value uh, for that one. Um, but, yeah, I you know, wouldn't put too much stock in anything that happens on, on that podcast. I know um, the people on the No Agenda podcast aren't a big fan of his uh, because, yeah, have to dig a, bit, dig a bit deeper into that one. Uh, but, yeah, I know they're, they're not a big fan of uh, Temple uh, from that. What else? Um, Grace Tame has got out and um, had her comments about former Premier Scott, uh, former Premier, former Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Um, what was it? He's um, the evil plans of Voldemort with the, what was it, the mind of Peter Griffin or something like that. Uh, it just shows you 
what sort of character Grace Tame is to continue it. Or like why? Why continue it? I mean, you're as obviously I didn't watch Q and A. I have no intentions of it. I'm just going by something that I re- briefly saw in the uh, Daily Mail. Uh, but you know, why continue? Is, is that how you want to be known? You want to be known as the person who had a crack at the prime minister. Um, so, but you know what? Then again, hey, if that's her claim to fame, then who am I to argue with it? Um, but it just shows you that she hasn't got much more substance in it. Uh, there was a thing in, uh, I think it was The Age today, about um, she was close to a shooting and she's come out with an anti-gun position. Um, and actually, let me pull that one up. Um, there you go. Nope, hasn't popped up. Hang on. Let, let, here we go now. Um, uh, it is in the age. I was close to one of US gun massacres. Thoughts and prayers did nothing. Uh, actually, what was that? It appeared on the 30th. So right down the bottom, uh, the last paragraph. Relentless calls to uh, relentless calls for reform in the US just as relentlessly go answered. Politicians like Lauren Boebert show the national problem is pathological. But if there's one thing I've learned from my years of campaigning is that it's that no contribution is too small. Reform is needed, not in the future but immediately. There is no logical reason a nation of 332 million should have 400 million guns. You can't fight fire with fire and fighting firearms with firearms is called a war. Now... Obviously, first of all, I'd like to ask, why is someone who is in Australia, uh, why are they commenting on US politics? Um, you know, why? What does it do apart from uh, reaffirming her position as um, someone that's a, um, let's say, pro-global agenda because that's what they want to do? Um, I've said it before is that, and, you know, I'll, I'll keep saying it because, that's the thing. Um, these regimes and these people want to disarm the population because they want to do bad things to us. Uh, we've seen that happen in Victoria and we have effectively been disarmed um, and well, they are doing bad things to us. Um, now, going back to the US, now obviously she has no understanding of US politics. She has no understanding of the US constitution or anything like that. Um, so just that, that paragraph there, just shows you the um, ignorance, I will say ignorance or arrogance of her, that her view is the only view. Um, I won't say political naivety or anything like that because she's been around long enough to know um, or to be able to know um, that she hasn't. It's not naivety, it's just her ignorance and her arrogance that she doesn't need to understand that. Uh, Now that being said, uh, as I've said repeatedly, I'm a um, definite supporter of, of... the population being armed more from the view that we should be responsible for our own safety. We cannot rely on the state uh, to protect us because this the, and the state should not have the monopoly on violence. Uh, the state, you know, the state does not protect us. They're only there as a potential deterrent after the fact. Um, you know, you can you can do whatever you want. You can walk into someone's house. I mean, there's been home invasions. There's been. Um, all over the, all over the country. What was it? There was um, concrete block 
was thrown through a window of a car um, and it um, has caused a mother and an unborn child to die um, because I think it hurt her head and she went into a coma and all that sort of stuff um, for that one. So, you know, where were the police? Where was the state to protect me from that? We've seen home invasions uh, all over the place. Where was the state? Where was Victoria Police to protect us from that? And then by the other side of the coin, um, you know, who's who's to protect us from Victoria Police? We've seen Victoria Police open fire on um, civilians protesting. Um, same protests that the media is jumping up and down and saying, oh, look at these brave people in China. Exactly the same protest. And yet they turned around and supported Victoria Police for opening fire on um, people protesting. Uh, for that one, we've seen uh, Victoria Police hit people with cars, stomp on their head, um, crash tackle them. Um, you know, uh, there was a young lady who was put in a chokehold because she wasn't wearing a face diaper by someone that uh, was substantially taller than a male that was substantially taller than her. Uh, we've seen, um, I think it was public order response, cross the street and start a brawl with a group of people who were leaving a protest. Uh, so, you know, that's the thing. Who's going to protect us from Victoria Police? Because I can guarantee you Victoria Police aren't there to protect us. They're there to protect the establishment. They're there to protect the state. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's that. Um, we should be in a position, you know, we're, if we're a mature enough country as everyone says that we are, well, then we should be responsible for our own safety. We shouldn't be relying on other people uh, or let alone the state to do that because then... Uh, if the state has a monopoly on it, then bad things happen. Um, as we've seen, in- increase in firearms prevention orders, uh, everything like that. So um, mm, don't agree. Don't agree. I think that, um, as I've said, the population should have responsibility for their own protection and safety. I'm not saying that everyone needs to be armed, um, but, hey, it's your choice. You should be able to have the choice as to whether you have it or not. Now, that being said, Remember, it is also an, an offence in Victoria to have body armour. So let's say you are concerned about your safety and you don't want to carry a firearm. You want to, Let's say you want to have some sort of body armour. Now, it's not going to be a bulletproof vest because um, covert body armour will only stop low-velocity rounds. It won't stop high-velocity rounds and things like that. So let's say you want, um, you know, you want to wear a vest. That, you know, a vest that will protect you from, let's say, 9mm and, and the occasional Magnum rounds. You can't do that unless you're in the security industry, unless you're part of cash and transit. And you can only do that, you can only wear that whilst you're on duty. Uh, so, you know what, the state even isn't allowing us to protect ourselves in that aspect. But then, okay, let's say, let's take it one step further. Let's say you want to have, there's all sorts of things going around in the US, um, pepper spray, um, and all that. And I've seen these things called hero guns that are uh, promoted on a couple of podcasts and they look interesting. It would be a good um, personal defence item. Uh, let's say you want to have one of them. You can't. You're not allowed to have one of them because the state of Victoria has turned around and said, no, that is a restricted weapon. You can't have anything that discloses any chemical irritants. So you can't even use that to keep yourself safe. Now, let's say, for argument's sake, oh, okay, you want to have a thing called a coupaton. Now, a coupaton is, a, you know, probably a hand-sized um, 
bit of wood or something like that. Um, you want to have something like that to protect yourself just as, you know, attach it to the end of the key ring so you can use your key ring as, um, you know, a potential defence weapon. No, the state of Victoria says you cannot have that either. That is restricted under the Weapons Act. So you can't even have that to protect yourself. Um, so it's, it, yeah, and obviously edged weapons are out of it. Um, what else is there? There is nothing that we can have to keep, keep to protect ourselves, to keep ourselves safe. And yet, we're supposed to rely on the state to do it. Um, there's, uh, what was it, knifings. There was um, kids getting beat up in high school. Um, so, yeah, it, it lets folks, things are going to get a fucking lot worse um, over the next couple of years. Um, just, yeah, just get prepared for it. Um, so be, become a bit more situationally aware of what's going on and teach your children that. Um, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, the state's not here to protect us. The Victoria Police isn't here to protect us. They're here to keep us victims uh, and all that sort of stuff. So the more that um, we have people succumbing to those who want to do harm to us, the more that there's going to be the population turning around saying, hey, bring in these laws, bring in these laws, we need these laws, we need these laws. Uh, and, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, but instead of turning around and saying, no, you've failed at keeping us safe, you've failed at protecting us. Now, I do remember safety is a state of mind and I'm not using that in the context of, of that, but I'm just saying you're not there as a deterrent to people that want to do me harm, so you've failed in that job, let me look after it myself um, for that one. So I think that's what we should be doing over the next couple of years, just push, 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 push um, for that. So anyway... Um, I'll get off that soapbox there. Um, what else is there to rant about? Um, I don't know. I think that might be about it for this one. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to get back. I just want to have a bit of time off after the the uh, election result. Yeah, it was a bit concerning, um, a bit disappointing. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure what happened. Uh, I think we were fed a line. I think that the media hoodwinked us into believing that um, that uh, you know things were going to happen when they weren't, or the um, the system has been that corrupted that um, uh, yeah that you know the, the regime was going to win. Um, but there was a thing in what was it? I can't remember which paper it was that Andrews has solidified his. Um, hold on uh, the Victorian cabinet uh, because there's a couple of minister, a couple more ministers that defected from the Labor Party right to the Socialist left. So the Socialist left essentially controls the Labor Party, um, which is disappointing. Though hopefully that they just go too hard uh, over the next couple of years, and that the people just say no, they've had enough, and then they just turn around and push back and say that's it, time for you to go, bye bye. Um, but as I said, we can always hope. Um, anyway, uh, as I said, I think I might uh, leave that one there. Um, we'll be hopefully pushing out another one tomorrow uh, and, and get him to become a bit more regular after that. So got some guests coming up uh, over the next couple of weeks. 
um, ones that I weren't able to get to to talk to before the election. Um, they've promised me that they'll talk to me after they had their little bit of recovery and uh, family time. So I'll be having conversations with them and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, folks, as I said, um, thank you for listening. And, uh, yeah, there will be more coming out soon, a bit more regular now uh, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, all right, thanks for listening. Until the next one, and bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fifth Estate, the news behind the headlines. Until the next episode of The Fifth Estate releases, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you go to for quality podcasts. And we'll keep holding those in power in check.